All right, real good podcast, back at it. And uh, we have the same guest that we had last time, the guy from the LBH episode. And have you discovered, are you an LBH? We never, we, <laughs> we never found that out. I don't know yet. Day by day. He, day by day. He's looking into it. But uh, he is from Australia, so he's uh, an Outback boy from the, what is it, Land Down Under? <laughs> uh, so if you, uh, I hear some of our listeners really enjoy his voice. So we're going to see if we can uh, capitalize on that voice. Um, now, on this episode, we're going to talk about an interesting thing. Because uh, as everybody knows, China is like uh, the new up-and-coming powerhouse when it comes to the economy. Everything's booming. Everything's up. The money's in the air. People are trying to get it. And it seems to be the place to go for making money. However, something that I've noticed recently is a lot of companies, a lot of restaurants, a lot of businesses will open up. And then no more than, you know, five months later, sometimes not even that long, sometimes four months, uh, the thing will be shut down and there will be a new person trying to come on in and start a new company. Now, have you seen a lot of this, Jack? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. One, one, one thing that I noticed for sure is uh, tea shops, I find, <clears throat> the, uh, and, and cafes as well. Um, so milk tea is like a really common thing in China. So I find that they pop up a lot and then we'll go out of business within, I'd say, a month. And because uh, there's just, there's nothing special about it. Same as usual. Um, not not really good quality. No interesting vibes or anything like that. Um, yeah, that closes down and I'm not surprised at all. Also, another common thing is the, the, the cafe will be like ridiculously overpriced or something like that. And it's just I'll, like there's this, there's this cool one that like it looks really nice inside. But the drinks, it's for, for one like milk tea or fruit tea or whatever. It's cost like 32 quai or something. Which nah, is, in US dollars, that's about $4.80 US dollars. Yeah, and it's not a big cup <coughs> or anything like that. So I'm not, I'm not going to go in there. And, and I feel it sucks because I do actually... You know, I know how my how difficult it would be to start a business, and I do want to help them out. But if they're going to charge that much, then I just can't do it. Yeah, it's um that's the thing with the Chinese uh, businesses. From what I've seen, they either throw up a quick bullcrap restaurant that's just like zero, um, zero coolness, zero unique factor. It's just like standard bullcrap where you go in, you get your noodles, you get out. And uh, they either go that route or they go the extreme route where they'll put up like a fancy cafe where it's like better than anything you've seen in the West. And you're like, holy crap, dude, this place is amazing. And when you go in, you realize the prices are, yeah, like five bucks for a cup of coffee or five bucks for a tea. And you're like, okay, I cannot afford this. And the Chinese people definitely can't afford it because their salary is very low, most of them. And uh, yeah, it's just like, I don't I don't know if they're just going the wrong route about doing it or if businesses in China are just uh, not a good idea to do. Because I'll say this, where I used to work um, at a training school, it's in like a big shopping mall or whatever. Uh, I saw, you know, like a cafe, an Italian restaurant and like a little puppy cafe where you can bring Oh, your- I was thinking yes, about Yes, dude, you can oh bring my your... God, it's- Anyway, I never went in there. Yeah, I never went in there. I never said it from the outside, but it was like a little cafe where you can bring your little dog. You can drink coffee. It's no, a, it's adorable. You could bring your dog, could you? They no, just you had could. Dogs. 
that, that hung around there, all these stupid poodles and stuff. We're probably think thinking of different cafes. No way, no way. There was, don't you remember, there was, it would have been, I don't know, like four shops before Joy World. And, and had a bunch of white poodles in there. And, they had, and the name of the place was got something to do with dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That place, I looked in the windows. I never went in there. But I did look in the windows and I saw people with like small poodles or a cat or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I think it must have... Did it go out of business or did they just stop having dogs? Uh, no. Well, I went by here. Yeah, what I was getting at is like the Italian place, the little cool cafe, which by the way, this cafe was bad, A. Eh? Like it looked like if you could create the perfect cafe, this would be it. And the dog cafe, which I think is a cool idea. You bring in your little dog, you drink a coffee. All three of those places gone. Like I went away for like a two-month vacation. They were all open, booming, it seemed to be. Not booming, but you know they were there, they were happening. And then I come back, gone. Every one of them has gone. They're all shut down. And one where that little uh, puppy cafe was, there's already a pub that's open there. Like a bar or something. Already. Within two months, they closed a place and opened another place. And then the other two places, there's another bar that's going to open and then another cafe. It's like, it's just an endless cycle of just failure, miserable failure, good ideas, good little concepts, nice looking restaurants, but they just go down, man. Uh, do you, I don't know. Do you really think that it's uh, a good ideas? I mean, look, uh, at least the dog idea was original. I mean... I know that that already exists, things like that in the West, and I'm sure they stole it from the West, but um, <laughs> still, like, it's not something that you see. I, I don't think I've ever seen it outside of that, that one that one cafe there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, uh, Chinese people are obviously obsessed with money. That's that's the culture. The, nothing else in, is, in life is important, you know. Even when you have a kid... Um, you, you send that off to the, the grandparents they look after while you just continue working and keep getting money yeah. um, so I think uh, with these businesses they don't the people that start the businesses don't really want to make something and create something and give something new to the world they just are just looking for the best way to find money and ultimately yeah owning your own business is the best way to earn money because the sky's the limit you know when I was giving you a salary but if you're really just going oh okay I've heard that this is uh, a common way to get a lot of money I'll just do that I'll just start a um, a cafe or whatever then there's no love in it they're not going to be able to think of anything original and it's just going to fail I mean for example recently um, um, Luna was was saying oh maybe I can um, maybe I can start a, a I, I can learn how to make coffee and stuff and um, you know we can have a cafe and we can make lots of money and stuff and I was like you didn't even like coffee and she said, yeah, but that doesn't matter. Like, as long as, you know, I know that you like it and stuff and I can learn to like it. And um, that's just the kind of attitude that I'm talking about, you know. You, <coughs> I, 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 and also Crystal, um, the, you know, that's, that's my current boss and Pat's old boss. Um, she has an English school and she can't speak English. She's the boss of the English <laughs> school. And uh, it's pretty weird, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's weird. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think you're right on a lot of that. I think the Chinese, they just, they see or they hear about what's making money and they say, oh, well, that's making money. I better do that. And they just jump on it real quick. Well, let me just give you a rundown of the Chinese, why they're doing so many businesses. Uh, the Chinese people, their salary is super low. Mm. Like if you're working like a McDonald's type job, you're probably going to be making about uh, two to three 
between two and three dollars an hour, I would say, is yeah, realistic. If you have a if you have a reasonably respectable job, such as being a teacher at like yeah, one yeah. of our colleges, then you're gonna max out at about six thousand a month. You're gonna max at that. Yeah. Now six thousand a month a is a little coming. under a thousand U.S. dollars. Uh, they're not getting another quiet. But yeah, that's like if you've done well, like you're probably the leader of your little department or whatever. Like you're you're the top dog. If you're just like a fresh face in the school, you're probably making about. Uh, 700 US dollars a month is probably what you're going to pull in. If you're like a fresh face, you know, you, you got nothing to your name. Uh, that's typically what you're going to see in like, oh, I got my degree. I got my first job. This is how much I'm getting paid. But I would say on average from what I've seen, like, oh, you know, I'm just kind of like a normal guy in a shopping mall or whatever. You're looking at probably four, three to 4,000 quad, which is about $450 to $600 a month. That's what you're looking at. Right? Is it even that? I think. Um, I think it's about three thousand. I because I, I I saw this the salary for um one of these milk tea places once and it was and I think it was like sixteen quai or uh, the one I saw was actually number fourteen quai. Fourteen yeah. quai. But that's hour, per yeah. hour. But uh, they also had a full time salary that was around four thousand quai if you work full time. So if you do like, hey, and I'm that's go six ham. days a week. There's no, there's no nine to five Monday to Friday job in China. It's everything's a six day week. Uh no, teachers are not six day weeks. Yeah, but that's a special job though. And Elin was saying that yeah, her job currently is six days. Yeah, most most are six day weeks jobs. Yeah, a lot of them are, which is ridiculous. But uh, yeah, so you're getting this salary, which is super low in Western standards, and you're working an extra day to get it. And you're probably treated like crap by your boss, probably more than likely. I know at my school, I just recently got fired. <laughs> I was treated like crap, and they were treating me similar to the way they're treating the Chinese. Probably a little better than the Chinese. And it was hell for me. I couldn't handle it, so I ended up getting fired. But um, I'm actually looking for a job. Jack, you got a job for it. <laughs> but, uh, but no, so that's the situation for the Chinese. So their only way out of that bullcrap situation where you're getting no money and you're treated like an animal by your boss is uh, to just do your own company. So that's why you see the people just springing up companies everywhere. And they don't care if they're a good idea or if they've got potential. They're just like, it's my only way out. It seems like a decent idea. Let's just run with it. Bucket. There's no other option. So they'll just pop up these little random bullcrap places, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a training school for English, just anything they can think of that's like the hot item at the time, they'll just pop it up. And usually I would say, what would you say? Ninety. What percent do you think fell? Of all businesses. Just like, yeah, you're a Chinese person that's like, hey, let's start a business. And they do it. What's the odds of them being successful? God, it's, it's really hard to say. Because, I don't know, maybe. God, to, see, to see a place that starts, that, that exists for like more than three months, if it's a new business, I guess would happen. It's very hard to say. I don't know, 50% of the time, I think you're going to see it exist after the three month yeah period. yeah I'd say that's realistic I'm, I'm blown away that that expensive place with the tea that I was speaking about before still exists I'm, I'm yeah. waiting for that to close any minute now I've never seen anyone in it I don't know how it's still there it must yeah. be because it's in such a cheap place because my area is cheap 
Yeah, we'll see. I uh, an important thing for the Chinese people, what I've heard and I uh, kind of what I've seen is that they like to go to the happening spot. So if they see a place with no customers, they're not going to want to go in there. Yeah, same anyway. Yeah, that's the same with anywhere. So uh, if they see that it's not booming, it's like, oh, fuck that place. So that place is pretty much doomed now. And uh, yeah, good luck with that. And I don't know. From what I've seen, it just seems like it's a a desperate attempt at getting out of the bullcrap situation that they're stuck in. And usually it fails. And it's depressing, man. Because you know they're pumping so much money into this. Because these places in the shopping mall that I live, uh, that I worked in, um, you know the rent is expensive. It's a premium location. Nice shopping mall. And it's like a big cafe that's taking up a lot of real estate. And you know they're probably paying rent. What would you say? U.S. dollars? Um, I think it's something like to, to be in a, a yintai, an in-time shopping mall. It's something like 20,000 quai a month. I think that's what it is. I heard that somewhere, I think. Okay, so you're looking at... Dude, what? That's cheap. There's no way. 4,000 Australian dollars a month. That's 3,000 US dollars. That's cheap. If that's the case, that gum it. I might that's be interested. expensive. One mine mark. But that's the thing, dude. You have your own... You, that's the rent for your company in a premium shopping mall. In America, if you're in a big city, some people are paying that much for rent for their freaking apartment. If they got a decent apartment. Right. Oh, that just America. seems... Yeah, no, but that's the thing. The new age China, if you're in like a premium shopping mall, they're oh, going to charge way, uh, Sorry, when I say this in time place, then maybe it's... This is just applying to the one that we go to in Gongshu, not in the super main district called Shihu or Westlake. Mm. Yeah. Um, they might be more expensive there. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, what, what do you think the best option for the Chinese people is to kind of get out of the bull crap working for another boss who treats you like an animal and pays you nothing? What's their best option? You got to get fluent in English, go overseas or mm. go, go, go to uni. But the thing is with in China, when you, uh, if you, if you mess up in school, if you don't get awesome grades and get into a sweet uni, that's it. That's it's all over for you. There's no other pathways. Yeah. So you, it's not like America or Australia where you can go back to um, something like there's a place called TAFE, which is the government kind of college where you can kind of do the r- repeat of the, um, the year 12 exam and then try to get into, get into uni again. You can't do that in China. So yeah, you, you're kind of screwed. So... It's very, you know, like a communist kind of system where they just put you into a line. Okay, you are not going to be the rich elite. You are going to be a peasant or you're going to be the middle class or whatever. Um, so once you're in that situation, that's why I think that's why a lot of uh, students go overseas to do, you know, they'll, they'll go and study in, in another country because that's, that's them getting out of the system. Yeah, yeah. A, a uni that China doesn't really know much about, but then it looks really awesome because they assume that all overseas unis are really good, even though a lot of them are, are crap, but they're hard to get into and things like that. So yeah. I think that's your only option really to do that and then get out of the country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I'm a, I'm just going to put it straight up with you. Uh, if I'm a Chinese citizen, born and raised, and let's say I come from a poor family, I didn't go to a good university, I'm just kind of screwed when it comes to work. Honest to goodness, I feel like your best option is to either flee the country to some other Asian country and Find hope for the best. That's not a good one. Find a foreigner is a good option, but that's really difficult to do. 
And uh, I would say I would live in – I'm going to go as far as to say this. Call me crazy. I would almost live in the freaking woods before I did the working in the city, making bullcrap money, working for some miserable boss. I almost would. Could, in China, there's no woods. No, there are woods. You can go to the middle of the country. No, you can go to the middle of the country. You'll find woods. You'll find forests that are enormous. You will. But there's only like, going to be people somewhere. It's China. Yeah, there's people somewhere. I mean, that's kind of how it... it's possible to camp in China because there's just people everywhere. Uh, that's the thing, dude. It's a big country. I guarantee you go to the middle or the western. I know the western's a lot of desert, but there's places to find. West, yes, you could. But that's, yeah, that's all desert, as you said. Bottom line is I wouldn't stick around for this bullcrap because what you end up doing is you slave your life away. You make bullcrap salary. So you can't save money. All your money is going towards rent and food. And uh, yeah, you're just pretty much a slave your whole life. And your boss is guaranteed going to be a piece of crap. Guaranteed. But look, I, I think look, my, my girlfriend Luna, she's, she's very strange. I can't really can't put my finger, finger on her. I'm, um, I'm very traditional in the way I think about men and women. I think that uh, you know, men should work, women should work until they have a, a child. Once they've got a child, then they should completely look after that until it's self-sufficient, it goes to school and whatever. Even then, they should still kind of stay at home and stuff, but it's not as important. But they definitely shouldn't go to work. Shouldn't be working until kid goes to school. Um, and, you know, I earn a decent salary, and you did before you lost your job. And... Um, <laughs> Luna still has this desperate desire to, to work. And there's this thing in uh, China called a Dai Go. And it's what, well, what you do is, um, I don't know what products that they might like in America, but Australia has milk powder. There was a milk powder ec- epidemic thing in China a few years ago where they put some, they messed up with some chemical and ended up giving all these kids some horrible syndrome. And I, maybe even the mothers died as well. But anyway, the Chinese are just petrified of uh, Chinese milk powder now. So they, and apparently Australia has really good milk powder. So, you know, Luna will go over there. She, when we went to Australia last time and the time before, she bought a whole bunch of milk powder and then uh, came back to China and sold it all for, for profit. But the profit isn't large, you know. It's it's like you'd you'd buy a milk powder can for I don't know, say, uh, fifty kwai, so it's like ten bucks, and then you'd sell it for, um, I don't know, eleven kwai. Sorry, sorry, eleven dollars. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. ridiculous like that. And you know, she do she do a lot of it. So she buys something like. I don't know, 20 milk powder cans and then she'd buy all these other things like maybe vitamins and stuff. They're very obsessed, you know, they're obsessed with vitamins as well in Australia because they don't trust the Chinese ones. They think it's all fake. Um, but yeah, so she'll, she'll spend, she'll basically, after spending, say, you know, 10,000 kwai, she'll get 1,000 kwai back. And, but she thinks that that's, that that's awesome, awesome and it's totally worth it. <laughs> and, and I said to her, if you calculated this, how much it happens how much do you profit per hour? Like, what would be your hourly wage? It's honestly, it, I swear to God, it would be like 15 quite an hour. Just three Australian dollars an hour. I don't know what, two, 280 American, I don't know. Mm. And, um, and you have to put a lot of effort into do, doing that job. And a lot of Chinese people do it. Um, so, anyway, so I, I don't know. They just, they're very driven to work is basically what my point is. That the fact that, you know, I'm on the wage that I am, she does not need to earn anything with my wage and um, with your wage as well 
uh, you know, what is he, Elena? Le- Le- some, some, some garbage, <laughs> some garbage salary, what, 3,000 uh, 3, a month or something? Uh, no, Elena currently makes a surprisingly a lot of money, but it's going to end soon. Um, no, right now she does like little side jobs and crap. It makes a lot of money, but that will end soon. Right. Because like her companies, three, yeah, it'll yeah, probably go back to three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just nothing. That's not important. You know? Yeah, it's it's not even it's worth like your a week's time. Food or something. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's it. <laughs> a week's food. So, um, <laughs> uh, if you eat like a freaking king. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, so talk. They've just got a very big drive to. Work. Yeah, they have a drive to because I think they, you know, it's in the the midst of. Uh, I was talking to somebody. Uh, I was talking to Cynthia today about this. Um, the Chinese. I feel like, okay, in America, we had the Roaring Twenties, right? It was when the, uh, I said right. <laughs> it was when America was first starting to see, like, economic boom. And it's like, holy crap, we're becoming a powerhouse. And there's no slowing it down. And uh, I feel like during the Roaring Twenties, everybody did have that greedy mindset of, like, oh, everybody else is rich. I need to be rich. They're making money. Why am I not making money? And it's like everybody was just, like, driven to work their A's off and make money. Well, it all crashed down in the 30s when they had the Great Depression, but I feel like China is seeing that similar boom right now. And everybody feels like, oh, China's rich, the economy's doing well, why am I not making money? I need to freaking make money. So how do I do that? Oh, okay, I'll work a crap ton. Okay, I'll do that. And they just feel like if they're not making money, they're just a loser because everybody else is making money. So I think you'll see this kind of die out eventually, hopefully. And uh, they'll realize that, oh, okay, it was a big boom. It's not that big of a deal if you don't have a ton of money. But right now, I feel like if you're not a rich person in China, it's like an embarrassment to you. Oh, I'm not driving a car? Good gosh, I'm taking the bus? This is embarrassing. And it's like shameful to them. So I feel like that's kind of where they're at right now. And that's why you see all these companies start up because they want to be the next one to make the big successful company. They're going to become rich and then they can have their car and they can be the boss. Because they're sick and tired of being bossed around. And how long will this last? I don't know. But right now, that seems to be the situation. They just don't want to be working for somebody. They want to be the one making the money. They want to be the one in power. Yeah, I wonder how much of the not wanting to work for... work, not, Not wanting to work for somebody being due to money and how much of it is due to them just being sick and tired of being pushed mm. around, you know? Yeah. I think a Chinese lot of it. bosses are bloody horrible. They're oh, all, they're terrible. They're all, you know, I'm the boss, you know, that's why you should listen to me and they'll have no, no other excuse than I'm the boss. Oh yeah. So it's a bunch, yeah. Listen to them. Yeah. It's a bunch of illogical, uh, uh, bull crap that should not even be done or asked to do. And they're just like, I'm the boss. Shut up. Do what I say. I'm the boss. You don't know what to do. And it's like, but you're an idiot and you're telling me to do bull crap that's not even necessary. It's like, well, sorry, that's what you got to do. And the problem is there's so many effing people here that if you say, oh, buck you, then they'll just fire you and find another person. Mm, no, you Because there's you, always you. another person. Yeah. Um, it's not like the West. There's always Although, people. Although, I'll tell you what, there isn't always another person, it seems. Have you noticed with uh, cafes that um, there's oh, – see, I don't know. Maybe you haven't noticed, but – there are often signs saying um, re- recruiting a, a chef and mm. it'll say the salary. It's like 2000 a month or something. <laughs> and there will be these, there'll be these signs out there for literally months. Um, and then it seems that when they f- finally get a chef in, he'll only be working on it part time or whatever. Cause I've just, I've, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with going to cafes and what, yeah. and, and whatever. 
And um, that's often the problem. You know, I can't get any food after bloody, I don't know, five o'clock because the bloody chef's gone and you know, he's got all the mm. power because he's so desired and things like that. And these people that, you know, they, they're desperate for a chef and they're just not willing to pay for it. And then that probably, because they're so stingy, they, they, they uh, lose money because they're not willing to spend money to make money. And that's something that China needs to learn. You go spend money to make money. They, yeah. they, they just don't get that, that, yeah. that uh, mindset. Well, they have, for the most part, um, the ability to be Or they'll do the opposite. They'll go way in with the money right at the beginning, and they'll they'll just blow it all. Yeah, yeah. They won't, like, kind of do it to a decent degree. Yeah, when you see some of these cafes pop up. Yeah, yeah. buying people, you know? Yeah, yeah. The people are always going to be paid nothing. But, uh, yeah, the infrastructure. I swear, some of these cafes, y'all, I'm serious. They're mind-blowing how ham they are. Like, they're freaking top-of-the-line cafes. But they end up closing, and it's like, well, what happened? Uh, the prices were too expensive. The management, I feel like a lot of the closing is due to poor management. They're just such a-holes to their freaking employees that nobody cares to give any effort to the company because they're just treated like animals. Mm. And, uh, it, you know, the customers don't enjoy their experience, and it just sucks. Uh, one place that I can say is booming is Mojitos. And that's, <laughs> is it by Chinese? Uh, yeah, I think it's run by a Chinese, but it's a very foreigner-friendly place, and uh, their deals are very good. Their you know their food's good, their environment's good. I feel like the employees there are pretty happy for the most part. They look to be, um, and they'll treat you like a regular. Like when you come in a lot, they'll you know they'll learn your name, they'll say hey to you, they'll say bye to you, they'll ask about you know where your friends are and crap like that. So it's a really nice environment. And that one seems to be doing really well. It's been open for a long time. Yeah, and uh close anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think it'll close. Same with Wade's, you know, Wade's the Yeah, yeah. I've never been there. Yeah. Well yeah. that's ridiculously successful. That's not gonna close down and that's it's very expensive, but it's got really good food and the the staff seems to be really happy. I don't know if they're feeling sad inside yeah. or whatever, but they seem to be pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. It's nice to have to give them tips. Oh, good gosh, dude. I'm not expecting that, which is really nice. Although, when you pay that much for food, it's basically like giving them some epic tip, you know? Wait, are you saying you're giving them tips there? No, no. No, I'm saying that you pay so much money for the food. It's it's almost like giving them tips. I guess they get a lot of of wage, but then again, they have to import all that food, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, they do do seem to be happier, those people. And Mm. I think you're right. I think about the um, employment thing. A lot of people are just... They can't stand the boss, then they leave, and then the place goes down because yeah. the boss doesn't want to change. And I'm sure, I'm assuming he or she is saying, "Yeah, I'm the boss." Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's an unfortunate situation here, and amongst the booming economy, it is surprising to see so many companies just pop up, fail, pop up, fail, over and over, and it just never ends. I mean, and, and here's the thing: like uh, sometimes they won't give much effort when they open up the new shop. I've seen I've seen some like noodle shops pop up where an, an old one failed. And I swear, man, they'll, they'll get on like Taobao, which is like the Chinese eBay, but way more generic and cheap. And, uh, and they'll just like buy um, brick, like fake, like you can plaster, it's 3D brick that you can put on your wall. And they'll just put that on the wall and it's like halfway peeling off. And it's so obvious they threw it up in like 24 hours. What about those bloody uh, fake books? Have you, have you seen those in the cafes? Where it's just like a, it's a book. 
but there's nothing inside it. There's no pages inside it. It's just the spine of the book. Ah. And it's just like a hollow piece of cardboard, basically. God, that's so many cafes have that. It's so lame. Yeah, they're just... Well, they just pop this crap up. They get this stuff on tab out for dirt cheap. They probably decorate the whole place for like a thousand kwai. Mm. And, uh, and then they just pop it up in no time. That's the thing. These things will pop up in like a week. It'll be like, oh, a place closed. And then boom, a week later, a new place seven. It's got a new look to it. But it's the same old bullcrap that you're used to seeing. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's a crazy situation. It marks the booming economy. You see a lot of failure in the businesses. And uh, that's just the way it seems to be right now. Now, it looks like we've been going for a while. So you want to have any final thoughts on this one, big guy? Um, yeah, I guess the, the, another thing I mean, we've been mentioning cafes a lot would be the training school situation. Training schools, what, you know, what me and Pat work at, the private English tutoring schools. There are a lot of those coming out and I think they you know there's one near um, our old place there's like three training schools like right next to each other and they, they are overly competing because they they know that you can profit a lot and uh, I think they're going a bit too too hard and I think a lot of them will close down easily so I mean that's something I actually do kind of plan to get one maybe in the future but I've got to be really careful about how I plan it. And that is just for a very Chinese reason, you guys. It's not because I love teaching kids English. It's just I do want to get money. I do think that's the easiest way to get it. But yeah, it's, mm. it's complex. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, my uh, final thoughts on it. I do I do agree with that. Uh, my final thoughts on it are, yeah, it's um, you got to be... I don't even know what advice to give the Chinese people anymore. Like, I don't blame them for when to open up their own company because their work environment sucks balls. So it's it's obvious you don't want to work in that for the rest of your life. But you got to be careful with what you're going to open up. If you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, this dog cafe, yeah, great idea. Let's pump a bunch of money into it and just throw it out there. I think the key is in China, and I would never open a bit a business here, by the way. Um, I, I feel too worried that it would fail. But I think the key is you got to treat your employees good or well, or whatever word you want to use there. Uh, that <laughs> You got to treat them well. And you got to um, ha- bring something to the table that nobody else is really bringing. If you can do those two things, I think you have a shot. But the way the Chinese do it, there's almost no hope. I mean, I would say... 95% chance you ain't going to make it if you're a Chinese company trying to make it. Mm. Um, so. Look, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but then you think about the West, you know, and, and like uh, some, at least in Australia, and I'm pretty sure in, in America as well, maybe not in Alabama, but shitloads of 30-year-olds are still living with their parents and yes. they have no idea. Uh, they, they have no aspirations of opening their own business. And they'll go to uni and get some bullshit de- uh, bad degree and, uh, um, you know, just some, something not useful at all. And even if it's something useful like science, I did science and it, you, you know, you can't really get anything out of it. I ended up doing something that I didn't even need science for. I could have done it without a degree. That's how useless my science degree ended up being. Um, got me over to China, but, you know, I don't do anything. To, I don't teach science or anything. Uh, but, you know, it's better than that. I think it's... Maybe they'll learn from these horrible mistakes. Maybe like, okay, I'm not going to start a cafe next time. I'll maybe I'll study a bit of this and then I'll start a bit of business. You know, I think it's better to have lots like over opening businesses and then failing than the opposite. In I would assume America. Would you say that America they're just not trying hard? They just well, the problem with America and we got yeah. Well, we got to close this in a minute. But the problem with America is. 
there's just no population. It's the same in Australia. There's no population to support the business. So in my hometown, if you open a business, there's a very good chance it's not going to make it. More than likely, nobody's going to give a buck about the business. And they're just going to go to Walmart instead. And like, oh, screw your business. And if your business is a completely original, like, whoa, have you heard about this new place? It's super fun. I love it. It, it becomes like a fad. And within just a few months, people get bored with it. And now it's just like a has-been joint that nobody cares about anymore. So from what I've seen in my hometown, the local businesses rarely make it. Uh, like really, they almost never make it. They're always getting up close. Now they'll last longer than these Chinese ones, just because the rent's probably cheaper. But uh, overall, I don't. I, they just don't make it, man. They they try, they get put out by the bigger, better businesses, and then they're just done. So I don't know, man. It's a risky thing wherever you are. But in China, you would think with the booming economy, these businesses would have a better shot. But they just don't. They really don't. And uh, to see how disposable they look, that's the saddest thing about it. Where it's just like, oh, you closed down and a new place is open. Oh, and you closed down and nobody's ever going to remember you because you were some disposable bullcrap. You didn't leave an imprint in this city at all. You were there, you failed, you're gone. New company, there, failed, gone. And it's just over and over. Yeah, um, last, last thing I'll mention is... Um I know one foreigner who, who tried to start a business in Shihu, the main place in, in Hangzhou. And it was a it was a restaurant, fancy restaurant. And um and he invested with all other Chinese people. He was the only foreigner. And he put in two hundred thousand Australian dollars into it. And then they were like, Okay, yes, yeah, sweet, we'll get this all going and stuff and then uh and so look we we we're taking charge of this now, you know, get out of it and um and he said, well, you can't do this to me, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, we can because, you know, this law, this law, this law, you don't, you know, you don't have any right to work here. And he's like, but I, but I paid all this money and stuff. And he's like, yeah, well, that doesn't matter. And then, you know, he did, he's, he lost 200 grand and uh, he'd saved it. That was like his life savings and stuff. So now he's just distraught and I think he's out of the country now, um, but it just ruined his life. So mm. it's, it's such a risky situation. As you yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be really careful. Uh, all right. Well, daggum, that guy got screwed, man. <laughs> oh, that really is terrible, man. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it, I believe, for this episode. Um, and I hope you have a better understanding for the Chinese businesses and that the economy might be booming for now, but the companies sure as heck aren't if you're going to go for some local bullcrap company. Uh, and that is it. We'll see you next time.